What's up, world? We back at it with a brand new episode of the Full Court Press Podcast, presented by the Craft Factory and SSAW. I am back. I know I was missing an action last week, but Matt and Riley are here. How y'all doing, fellas? I'm good, man. I was a little stressed last week having to do the intro. I didn't, even, <laughs> I, didn't I didn't even consider it until like three minutes before we, we started recording. And I was like, oh my oh my god, I really gotta like gotta make sure I don't mess this up, you know? And uh it went it went okay. Uh it was you did, you did you did good. I'm no Pierre when it comes to the interest, but I'm I know, all good. You I just stepped up and I did what I could and I I took my shot. You know, shoot or shoot. That's right. Man, how you doing, man? Man, I am so good hanging out in San Diego, just enjoying the beautiful weather, getting out of the heat. Oh, man, I know that's right. How hot is it in San Diego right now? Yeah, that's a great question. Now it's like, I think it's like 78. Are you serious? Yeah. Because I know the last time I was on, you said it was, what, 117, I believe? Yeah, in Phoenix, it was 117. So that... Yeah, you can you you can breathe today, I'm sure. <laughs> all, right, all right, I just looked at the weather app. Seventy three right now. Seventy three. Oh, see, see, that's fine. That that's where I'm chilling at. I'm still okay at seventy three. You get near the eighty situation, not it. Yeah, and you know California. Once you get past eighty two, that's when it's just hot. So yeah, no, thank the you. fact that you're in seventy three right now, I bet you're loving that. Yeah, oh, man, you definitely deserve a break. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So. We have officially completed one week, or today, after the games are complete, um, played, it'll be one week of the return of the NBA. And I got to say, in the beginning, I kind of was skeptical. You know, I thought it was just going to be boring games and blowouts, but it's really been some competitive games. They, again, yesterday announced that um, they didn't have any positive COVID tests for the which is the third time. That is really great. Yeah, they've definitely proven that the bubble works at this point. I mean, we're right. watching every other every other sports league fall apart, really. Ooh, the NHL especially baseball. Fun, baseball struggling. I mean, they're, they're oh going goodness. out. The Cardinals, they had like – the San Luis Cardinals, they had like 15 guys test positive, and like a bunch of them had gone to a casino the night before or whatever, a few nights before that. It's like, like well, how is that a good idea, guys? Like, what are we thinking, you know? But the <laughs> NBA, people gave the NBA a lot, of, a lot of crap for doing this as far as like really uh, – they said it was a little crazy, a little uh, pretty crazy idea, but it's definitely proven that it's working. And also the, the product that's coming from it is great. I got to say, Matt was one of the ones who was always on board. Like, no, nah, no, nah, don't cancel the season. They're going to be fine. So, Matt, job well done. You must have knew something that we didn't know. No, I was. And then when when we saw all these people have to leave, I was like, oh, I don't think the season will actually go all the way through. But now I'm right, definitely, yeah. definitely going back on that. I think we will get a completed season. I think we will get a great playoffs and very proud of the NBA on how they've handled everything. They really, man, they, they're doing a phenomenal job, not only in the bubble, but they also announced that every owner in the NBA will be donating and it will be in combined $300 billion to go towards a basketball. I want to, let me get this correct. It was It's a basketball organization in the black community. Wow, amazing! Yeah, I mean, good on the owners for stepping up. You know, like they yes. have the money to do it, and all, I mean, some of them are hurting, obviously, because I mean, those guys. I mean, we talk about how much money they have, but some of those guys are really hurting right now because of the lack of revenue from not having games, uh, and you know, fans getting to actually watch those games. All that, all that at the door revenue is out the window. So, uh, yeah, good on them for at least uh, keeping the promise of being ready to donate money and uh, help the cause. You know, I'm willing to put money on it that Steve Ballmer loaned somebody some money. 
Oh yeah, man, he's got it to chill. That dude, <laughs> that dude could buy that guy could buy out at all thirty teams probably and just call it good. Yeah, he would not care. Yeah, you just love to see it, man. Just you know, I like I said, just piggybacking off what Matt said. We saw all these cases in the beginning, and I'm just like, oh, it canceled the season. Like it's not gonna work. To my surprise, it's really working. Yeah, basketball, you know, it has its kinks, but it's 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 been fun to watch. Oh, I really really enjoy it. I've I've loved some of these games. I think they've done a great job. I love where they have the fans on the screens. That, yeah, that is dope. That's so fun. Uh, I know people were saying it looked like a rec league. To me, it doesn't look like a rec league. To me, it looks great, and I'm into every game I watch and right. loving that basketball's back. Definitely. I don't know if you guys paid attention to the WNBA, but they also are doing a great job with their bubble and how they handle it as well. I haven't heard any cases in regards to them, but we do have some injury news. I know you guys did touch on Sabrina's last episode, and she had a phenomenal game. And then the game right after, she went down with a sprained ankle that they thought she would miss the rest of the season. Turns out it's only a grade three. I know grade three is still bad. That still sucks. That still really does. sucks. <clears throat> it does. Because she was she was just getting there. Like, she scored 10 points. And then it just, man, it was just downhill from there. Yeah, it's it's no fun. Because obviously, you know, she's they're looking at her to be like one of the next faces of the WNBA. So to see her go down like that, especially because, you know, she had the first game was a little off. Second game, she dominates. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, she starts this next one off strong and then she's out. And it's that's I mean, also it's tough for the New York Liberty because that go, there goes any chance of them winning a game until she gets exactly. Back. So that's exactly. not fun for them at all. But uh, but I'm speedy recovery for her. That's just no fun to deal with. <laughs> like she'll be fine. Obviously, I'm glad that it's not what it wasn't more serious or she has to miss the whole season. But I yeah. hope that, at this point, I just hope they don't rush her back and like, you know, and she hurts herself uh, worse because they they push her to come back on a bad ankle. You know, yeah. understand that this is all a bonus at this point. Any, any exposure she can give you. If you're the New York Liberty, is good exposure. So you know, just let it let it be. She's your future. You know, don't push. It. I mean, you're you're moving to Barclays next year. So yeah, like you said, just don't rush her back. I'm just glad she didn't need surgery or anything. Yeah, you hate to see it. You really would hate to see that. Obviously, like that's that's worst case scenario for the for the WNBA for sure. Speaking of WNBA, Matt, I have to ask you: the Atlanta Dream have been very vocal about their owner. And they went as far as to wearing shirts. I, you gotta, you gotta love that. Yeah, I mean, you gotta be vocal. We are living in, we're living in a crazy time. This is the most vocal time in history, right? Like, if you do something when you're nine years old, people are bringing it back up, right? Yeah. And, and so they're they're being vocal. They're using their voices um, as they should for something they believe in. Yeah. Also, we should explain like what what the shirts are. Basically, the shirts are the shirts were um, in uh, direct, uh, or it was the opposition, uh, rep- or basically uh, representing the opposition of their owner who is running for uh, Congress. Um, yes. And yeah, it's her opposition uh, in that in that uh, in that race um, to do that. So uh, yeah, they're wearing shirts to basically go against her. And just a Seattle connection. I was very proud to, proud to hear this. Is it Sue Bird? Who they were playing? I think they're playing them today. Actually, um, Sue Bird, uh, the Storm, was the one who came up with the idea and brought it up to them and said, "Hey, you guys should do this." And I believe the Storm are going to wear the shirts as well. So, oh, that's really true. Just a, so as, as far as just the uh, you know 
the camaraderie of that, you know, and understanding that, you know, the, the storm or the dream, even though it's it's their problem on their team, that the league understands that that's other teams are understanding what it means and that they all have to be, um, you know, as as much of a group as possible, you know. And it's only a matter of time that if the Atlanta Dream are wearing them, Seattle may wear them tonight. That means more teams may wear them, you know, as we go along. Perhaps, yeah. I mean, that's what's been great so far is that we've had a lot of uh, all the protests and stuff, you know, like the taking a knee and pretty basically the integration of the um, of the Black Lives Matter movement into the NBA and WNBA has been really, really nice. Honestly, like it's been it's been without incident for the most part. No one's really been an issue. Um, people got upset at Jonathan Isaac, obviously, because um, yeah. Uh, but here's the thing. Now, here, here's an interesting question in this I have because basically. I'm obviously very much in support of Black Lives Matter, and and I saw he wasn't wearing the shirt, and he stood up, and when I heard his reasoning, he uses religion as a reasoning, and I have really no issue with that. Um, but Matt, what, what did you? I'm interested because you're obviously a very religious individual. Like, what did you think um, of his reasoning when it came to that? Like, um, did you support what uh, you know his reasoning for doing that? Um, yeah, it's very interesting because I'm not like that. Like, I support. Uh, Black Lives Matter. I've been vocal on social media about it, but, but I think the interesting thing is um, you can support the movement without supporting the organization. Um, I, I know a lot of people of of faith, of religious faith, who are see some holes in in some uh, specific philosophies of the organization, and that kind of hesitates their supportiveness. Uh, but you can support the movement that Black Lives Matter. That is what we are talking about. We are saying this is significant. You can support that without specifically supporting the organization that really pushed the movement. So basically what you're saying is you can support it, but you don't have to wear a shirt not, to, to back up your cause. Not even it's not okay. even the shirt. I, I would still wear the shirt. Um, OK, uh, and so I think, yeah, I don't think Jonathan Isaac separates the two. I think okay. he was saying if he wore the shirt, then he's supporting the specific organization. But I think he can support the movement without necessarily believing the same ideologies as the organization. Right? Yeah, see, I, and, go to, and, I go to Starbucks. I, I'm not on the same page with all of what Starbucks believes. And that they got you. Not, dude. They took my team from me. Of course you're not. <laughs> no, none of us should support Starbucks at all. So. <laughs> Very, very true, but I mean, I've gone there. I, I've, I've gotten, a, I've gotten a green tea from there once or twice. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. You look like a frappuccino kind of guy, Riley. I was gonna say, Riley, tea? No, you look more. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing, Matt. You know, guy? No way, man. I'm, you know, just an, an iced americano. That's it. Ah. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No, I really, I don't really drink coffee much. I'm more of a green tea guy. But no, I mean, as far as uh, as far as Jonathan Isaac goes, for sure, it's like I totally support the fact that he was trying to keep the uh, the. Um, his support, obviously, in doing that. My only thing was just that I, I didn't understand. It's one thing to, to kneel and whatnot, but I didn't understand how wearing the shirt necessarily. Because if he believes that Black Lives Matter, I didn't necessarily think that he didn't have to wear the shirt. You know, like that was. I guess I don't see how that infringes on his point he was making. I suppose um, I for him it obviously did. For just for me looking into that, I was like, ah, you could have worn the shirt and still, you know, it doesn't mean that you're representing the actual. Um, the organization at that point is obviously about the message, but yeah, I mean, and honestly too, the, the real issue, the reason why people are really bringing this up is that, you know, it's, it, you know, his Jersey sales like rocketed up to number two and, right. and it sucks because he, just because his, his idea and what he was doing was a little skewed compared to the norm that, you know, people on the, on the pro uh, black lives matter side were angry at him. 
And then and then the other the other side that was, you know, on the really other end of that spectrum, they were putting him up on a pedestal as if he was representing them. And it's like, no, he wasn't <laughs> like he's not representing any sort of hatred at all. It's because he wasn't representing the um, representing the the organization. So and honestly, too, I, just prayers go out to him as well, because he got hurt, obviously blows his knee out. Yeah, that same game. Really, and literally anybody that made a joke about that or thought that was funny or tried to say, make some joke about that that you know because he didn't kneel, they took you know God took his knee. I heard that. Yeah, I saw that. That's horrible. And I think anybody that said something like that, I mean, that's a young kid who already missed a lot of games this year in the in the regular season before the before uh, COVID hit. That's you know, the same knee he's hurt, correct? Yeah, that's the, yeah, yeah, totally. That's despicable. He's a young kid trying to make it in the NBA. And uh, and to, to act like you know he deserved it somehow is beyond me. And anybody who thinks that, I, I do not uh, credit them as not only being a good sports fan but also a good individual at that point. Well said, Riley. Well said. I me, that. I feel you know it's his God given right to do whatever he want to do. Just because you you're not wearing a shirt doesn't mean you don't support it. Just because you're not kneeling doesn't mean you don't support it. I look at Myers Leonard. He's an interesting case as well. Because he didn't kneel neither. And his reasoning, I didn't understand it at first. But I had to like really dig deep and understand what he was saying. But, you know, I just feel like, you you know, you have that right to stand or kneel. And just, be, you know, I don't, you know, I think the shirt, you know, the obviously the cause is bigger than the shirt. For That's sure. just how I feel about it. For sure. And, and, also, and Myers Leonard, by the way, like for people that are listening, what he, what he did, he stood up had his hand over his heart. And his, his thing is that he has family. I think his brother is a Marine. He's had yeah. grandfather was a Marine dad, perhaps like they're, you know, they're very much a military family and he's very active in the community. He's been very active in the black lives matter movement. And he made it clear to his teammates and he talked to them and said, Hey, you know, I'm, I have to stand. And I, he said, also what's great is that he said that he understands that people that kneel, that it's not disrespecting the flag and he's not, you know, on that completely other side where he thinks it's a, it's a huge issue. Uh, somebody does that. He said, no, that's totally a way to, to way to do that. I'm just, um, you know, I just have to do this. And his teammates supported him and, uh, and it was no issue. He still, you know, and as far as the shirt goes, he wore the shirt or whatever. And it was, it was fine. So I think that both guys, you know, they, they made their, um, they did what they had to do. And I think that they handled it professionally at the very least. Um, and that's, that's awesome. That's, I mean, that's, that's kind of the whole point of this. Like you said, Pierre, it's your God given right to uh, protest however you want to protest, you know? So that's, as long as people's voices are being heard, you know, it seemed like every, everyone was on message. It's not like anybody was walking around saying, you know, Black, exactly. I'm yeah, anti-Black Lives Matter or something, you know. So we already talked about Jonathan Isaac with his torn ACL. Like we said, we wish him well. You know, it's tough to come back from any type of tear in, in the body, whether it be ACL, Achilles, whatever. But an injury that stood out to me the most was Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, man. Just solely because Memphis was fighting for the eighth spot. And that was one of the bright spots on their team to go along with Ja. And Grayson Allen is playing great, but that and they're missing that that stretch four because you know Valentunas is playing great. But we've seen it. I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the games. They need it, they need Triple J. And he's not there. Just hate to see it. Yeah, this is a major, major hit for, for Memphis. I, I had them possibly going into the playoffs, but I think this just knocked them out. They have they've lost four games, haven't they, straight in the bubble? And now just for their best player um since in the bubble. He's been playing great. Um I think Memphis, they yeah, they're not gonna make it into the playoffs. 
Yeah, I agree. I, re- I really don't think that they're going to be able to hold it together. Um, you know, especially because Portland is coming full steam. Um, yes. Suns are playing great ball. It's like they're – and it sucks. It's, it's one of those things where it's just unlucky. You know, you lose somebody, you drop some close games, you should have won. And, you know, they're a very young team. So it's not – you know, it, it would have been good to get some playoff experience, especially in the situation, especially because you're doing so much. Um, you've done so much to get to this point, you know, and be in this bubble and deal with all this. So, yeah, it's definitely no fun for them, but I really hope that the, at least they're getting some experience. We, I'm, I am glad, though, because that does mean that uh, we will hopefully see, like, a Portland, uh, you know, Phoenix in there, a team that's definitely, you know, a much hotter team. Um, so it'll at least be more fun to watch in the playoffs for sure. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be Portland, unfortunately. Yeah, I think it's going to be. They are looking real good. Yeah, I got to give Portland credit. I was very vocal, and I thought the loss of Ariza hurt them, but – they are playing some great basketball. Gary Trent Jr. has just been lights out. What a pickup, right? What man. a pickup. Man, I, man, they got Melo looking good out yeah, there. Melo great, man. How did nobody sign Melo besides Portland? How did how did these contending teams pass up on Melo? He's been playing great. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Matt, you're looking at the Lakers going like they could use yeah, so y'all could have used Melo. Be Cudi the perfect fit for them yeah. in there as the third scorer. Like, it, I you know, agree. He could even be the second scorer if LeBron wants to take a you know slight back seat at that point. Like, yeah, it would uh, it would be great. But yeah, Melo looks great. He's in great shape. He and he looks energized. He it's like he understands. Hey, man, I, I'm not only could get in the playoffs here, but I could make some noise, and that's great. Obviously, Nurkic is playing out of his mind. Uh, and Collins has been fine. Just having Nurkic back for them, the whole issue for them is that it was just Dame and it was CJ, and that was it. That was all they had. Right. That's all that, you know, it's those guys struggling. If one of them is off, the other one has to carry it. If they can't do that, they're losing. And so now to see them at full strength, you have a third scorer in Melo, which they've desperately needed, and Nurkic for that matter. Nurkic could be the third scorer easily. Yes. But you have the size of Nurkic and Collins now, and that's a whole other ball game. Um, it's almost like, honestly, with Ariza gone, it's really opened Melo up to get more playing time and not have any issues with that. So in a, in a weird way, Ariza's absence has actually helped the team as a whole, as weird as it sounds. What surprised me is how well Melo is shooting the ball. Like yeah. that, like two games ago, he was knocking down three after three in that fourth quarter. He missed the game winner. They ended up still winning, um, but he has been shooting great. And as a Lakers fan, I'm very sad uh, that we <laughs> pick him up because we need some three point shooting. Yeah, the real question for Portland becomes: What do you do with Hassan Whiteside? Because I watched this Rockets game, and he was out of place. I, I, I just, I don't know, you know. I think Nurkic is a better fit for this team. He was the starting center before they acquired Whiteside. So do you guys think Whiteside will be back next year or will he be somewhere else? No, nah, he'll I be somewhere else. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, I think that they're going to try to get rid of him for sure. It's, just, it's one of those weird things now where these big centers are now finding themselves in situations a lot of the time where they aren't as useful or that their, their skills are not translating the same way that they might have before, you know, like Gobert is one that actually works. That is like the big, big lengthy guy. Um, yeah. Gobert works because he's so dominant on defense and he knows how to finish and, you know, he makes it work for sure. But also Utah plays a system that allows him to do that. Um, in, in Portland, it's a lot harder and Whiteside's also a lot slower. Um, so it's definitely, definitely weird, you know, him, them, him Drummond is one of those guys. 
you know, where, like, where <laughs> you're not going to find a lot of the time these guys on contending teams like you would have before and see them get great minutes. I mean, Pierre, we see the Rockets doing that. You know, like they've kind of abandoned the center position as a whole. Because it's like they, they, yeah. they understand that in, in today's NBA, you don't necessarily need it. Now, we'll, we'll no, we see if the Rockets can figure that out uh, in the playoffs. We, we need a center. We need a center. Hey, there'll they'll be some available, my guy. <laughs> you yeah. get a you know a Bam at a bio or a Clint Capella or oh wait well, well <laughs> Bam uh, I see what you did there. Well, according to A Bam is on his way to Boston so I don't want to yeah, we know. talked about that last episode that'd be a great place but what what does Houston have to trade Miami I don't they don't have the people to get Bam yeah that's we'll have to pick up a center like a mid level I mean I would take host, I would take White side solely for defense. But we need somebody who's going to stretch the floor. There's a few they, centers coming up in this draft. That's we don't have no draft yeah. picks. <laughs> Shoot, man. Yeah. Maybe there's a way you could uh, you could trade Daryl Morey to China for some sort of uh, capital in return. Oh, that would be great. For some reason, our GM doesn't believe in draft picks. I don't, I don't nah, know. Man. What I mean, he's had so much playoff success. I don't know why he would, you know. She just wanted to chase the Warriors. I just, I didn't get it. But I am happy because I was watching the Rockets game the other night, and they said Mike D'Antoni's a free agent. I was like, okay, good. He doesn't <laughs> yeah, have a contract. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, he's basically coaching for free. So I'm kind of hoping. I want us to do good, but I'm kind of hoping, you know, second round. I'm not going to well, reach dude, for the stars. At this point, man, with D'Antoni, it's like if you don't win the title, you got to move on. Like, if you don't get it out the first round, you got to move yeah, on. Yeah, it's like it's like you know, what you really don't want here is to not do well in this playoffs, and then it's a Jim Boylan situation. Shout out, shout, uh, out, my, uh, shout, shout out, my boo, Michael Gibson. Yeah, um, you guys have been going at it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, just first and foremost, just I hope he's just having a great afternoon. Um, you know, great evening, great night, uh, great guy. Uh, hope the best for him, and especially his teams. I mean, Jim Boylan's a coach that he wanted there. Um, Jim Boylan's the coach that, that he, I know he's talked says it all the time in the group. He says, you know, Jim Boylan, that's my guy. And, you know, and you got to love that he's sticking by him even through all the struggles. Um, so, yeah, well, you know, what you don't want Pierre is a Jim Boylan situation, perhaps. I mean, Michael loves it, uh, but obviously you should not because that's it doesn't always work. So, And I will say for the record, Mike, if y'all want to get rid of Laurie, just hit up Maury. You know, I'll take marketing off your hands. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that'd be nice. Man, I really would. They really would. But is it oh Ben Simmons is hurt too, guys. For the how what third, fourth time? Wait, wait. I want to go back real quick. We I, I want to say something about the Rockets that we were oh, talking about. Uh, I'm sure you do. Of course, man. By all means. Go I ahead. Would love to see a Rockets OKC round one. Chris why, Paul, man? Russell Westbrook. That you oh, know from that. Oh yeah, that would be great. <laughs> you know why. Them guys are good though. It'd be wild. It'd be wild to see. Yeah. Him. That would be I, the it, best first round matchup in the league. Yeah, because I mean, it would literally be the it, it'd be the two teams that are the most intertwined at this point. You know, right? Um, in the last few years, you know, Harden came from there, Westbrook yeah. came from there, Chris Paul's there now. He basically Daryl Morey basically marooned him there. You know, um, you know that's what it seemed like at first, obviously. And now, I mean, Chris Paul, you want to see that guy play hard? Uh, that dude, oh, he's going to be the most bulldog. He's going to be flopping around. He's going to be uh, have a chance to knock off his thing. Yeah, Absolutely. he's going to 
yeah, Chess is going to be puffed out. He's going to be pretty serious. It's going to be like and a, those teams match up very interestingly. Like it will be a very good series. No, sure. well, we're going to get killed. <laughs> Stephen Adams is going to go to town on us. Stephen Adams is going to be just muscling everybody. For the record, I don't know how we beat Milwaukee because we were out rebounded by thirty. Wow, yeah, um, that was a but that was a great game though. I mean, sh- shout out to Harden. You know, I, I give that guy a lot of a lot of shit, but like all the time, um, I have. But yeah, he has really done. An, uh, he did a great job in that game, and he did play good. I'm done. He did because the last two games he was terrible. Yeah, I mean, you know, so, but that's that's the thing with Harden. That's the hit and miss part of him is that. If he's hitting, it's fantastic, and he and he, yeah. looks like he looks like he can conquer the world. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't play a game where he's right around forty, it's a problem. Because the one thing I will say, taking the shots, I love that he owned up to him fouling, and I was just like, okay, you 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 get it, you understand now. He said, "It's on me. I can't blame the refs. I'm out there doing it." Yeah, he got. He got. I couldn't. He got to understand that if he fouls, he can't be aggressive because you pick up four fouls in the third quarter, or the, you know, halftime, or whatever. You risk. You know, you can't do what you do. I'm not. I, I'm just gonna say do what you do because some may feel he travels. Other, I'm just gonna say do what you do. He does it well. <laughs> hey, Matt. Speaking of, since we talk about the Rockets here, and they're and they're a potentially tough matchup with a team that could potentially beat them in OKC. Uh, we're now staring down the barrel of a potential Lakers Blazers matchup in the first round. That would be now, tough for you guys. My, that my would question be another for you, Matt. Three. Yeah, my question for you about that is how how like how likely do you think it is that they give you a real series? Oh, I think it's very. I think it's very likely. I think it's very very likely. Uh, the Blazers are no joke. Damian Lillard in the playoffs doesn't just get pushed around. We've seen him with very clutch performances. How bad would Carmelo Anthony want to beat his friend LeBron? Right, mm. like, uh, like this. This going to be a very good series. I can see it going six or seven games. Yeah, I say Lakers four two. I, I, I thought I think it's going seven. Ooh, but again, Anthony Davis is no joke. He has been playing, uh, besides his last game, out of his mind. Oh yeah, he's he's been dominant. So yeah, oh, I mean that's one of those things too, where it's like. Getting Nurkic is great, having him back, but also you know he's been he's been doing a lot offensively. But again, with you know if he's guarding Anthony Davis, which I'm sure he will do a lot of, that's gonna be really tough on him. Like it's yeah. gonna sap him, uh, sap him offensively. So you saw how many points he gave up to Jeff Green. So yeah, yeah, he's not gonna be. A, he's not a perimeter defender. So if you put AD on the perimeter, it's just jump shot. Yeah, I'd no, much rather play the Phoenix Suns. Why? The Suns? Why, Matt? Well, I'd <laughs> the Suns. It's an easier matchup, and <laughs> let we'll let Devin Booker score sixty points and still beat the Suns by thirty. He's trying to take the high road. He's trying to take the easy way out. Of course. Why? why I mean, Pierre, you you would if you could. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you, you, unfortunately, you would rather you would rather play the Jazz in the first round than the than the the Thunder. Unfortunately, there there is no easy route for my team. Man. I mean, should have played better. But yeah, but honestly, though, just imagine the fact, though. Now, I mean, we waited so long for these for basketball, and we were worried that the you know the series might not even be good, and we're staring down the barrel of what could be some very good series uh, in the playoffs coming up. So that is yeah. uh, that's huge. That's huge because I mean, like I want, of course, I want to see you know Dame do well. I, I enjoy watching the Blazers t- to an extent um, because obviously they're a PNW team. I don't like it a lot. In fact, the Seattle Seahawks the other day uh, on their 
that picture. Um, yeah, on their on their like uh, Facebook Instagram. and Twitter, they posted and Instagram. They posted like a Go Blazers like thing, like like hyping the Blazers. Stuff. <laughs> it made me sick to my stomach. I'm like, are we? Do we forget? Like if that's not Portland's not in Seattle. Last time I checked, guys. Like PNW Unite. Yeah, so I mean, but, but even I though have caught some of that where it's like you know you see a PNW team and you do at least give them a you know a gentle you know nod of the cap or whatever. But yeah, I definitely think that. Uh, but I mean, and I want the Lakers to honestly win that series overall. But if it can go seven, it'll be a beautiful series. And also, the last thing you want to do is let is let Dame like don't let him potentially end a series because we've seen yeah. him do it. <laughs> yeah, you would hate to see that. Yeah, I, I don't like Dame. I don't like the Trailblazers. I'd rather not see them in the first round. Hey, Matt, you gotta you gotta want to see him. Hey, you want us to play the Thunder? So, you know, I want y'all to play the Blazers. <laughs> okay, we were talking about Ben Simmons. That's a big yeah, issue. That's a big that is, that is very huge because Philly's six. So they will be playing Boston? Yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. no Simmons. Ben Simmons? <laughs> Man. And I know, unfortunately, it wasn't. A, a a tear, a break. It was just a dislocation. They need to shut him down. Um, let him get right. You have nothing to play for right now. You arguably lose nothing by being the six seed. I mean, yeah, you play Boston. Well, no, I mean, but still lose. But they, de- but they don't. But they definitely have something to play for, though. The East is pretty wide open. Like they have stuff to play for still. You know what I mean, you still I'm just not convinced with Philly, man. I I don't know. No, I mean, I, you know, I've hit it on Philly all season for sure. But I, they definitely have a lot to play for at this point. Yeah, a, he- a healthy Philly team, I wouldn't count them out. I mean, Ben and Joel Embiid, you can't you can't count them out because last year they were seconds away from possibly beating the Raptors. Oh yeah, that was that game where Joel Embiid cried after the game went around. Yeah, that's where Kawhi hit that shot. So I wouldn't count right. that. Game, but, but man, without Ben Simmons, but also that, that that injury is such a weird one—the dislocation of the kneecap. I mean, I I, yeah. I I don't know how like how you recover from that or how quickly that has to happen. Um, but I mean, if it's if nothing's wrong besides the dislocation, I mean, I, it could be a week or two, and at that point, you could be. You know, in a series, he could potentially come back. I don't know, but I, I mean, we've been talking about their chemistry all, you know, this whole COVID. You know, anytime we bring up Philly, it's the chemistry of Embiid and Simmons, and we could really see, you know, talk about potentially trading one of them in the offseason. It's it's a little microcosm of what it could be without one of them, and see how the team plays. So, who's the odd man out? Well, I'm saying at this point, we don't know. I mean, I've been saying, I've been saying, you got to trade Embiid just because of the health. Um, right, but I mean Simmons hasn't been able to stay that much healthy either, so I don't. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Either way, you just got to get rid of one of them. Okay, now do you think it should happen after this, or do you give them half, maybe up to the trade deadline of next season, and then you make that move? I think the easiest move, I think the easiest move is off season because there's okay. it's more flexibility for other teams with cap space. What's Joel Embiid making? He's in the high twenties, low thirties right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's easier for a team to take on money uh, in the off season rather than halfway through. So that opens up more trade opportunities. Yeah, definitely something has to give because that's too much talent over there. Arguably what? 45 points, maybe 20 rebounds and about 13, 14 assists as a unit. 
Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, at this point too, we'll see how it goes with them. But I mean, I, I don't think anybody thought they, you know, they had a real big chance of winning the title. But I mean, they still at this point, you still have to act like you could. You know, you once you get in the playoffs, you just don't know what could happen. Yeah. Um, anybody can win. You're right. And honestly, I mean, who's going to guard Embiid? You know, for Boston. You know, um, they have that. Th- I think it's Tice. Tice. <laughs> I, I always say his name wrong, but it's Daniel Tice. 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 Thank you. Yeah. I always I always mispronounce it for some reason. Um, Tice is good. I like him. He's solid. I mean, yeah, he's not he's not bad at all. But I mean, Embiid's gonna work him. Uh, yeah. In the, in the play. yeah. Like, if, if it's a seven game series, Embiid's gonna go to town on that guy. Uh, he's gonna average so, about three to four fouls a game on Embiid. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So that'll be that would be very tough for for Boston to deal with. I mean, they're gonna have to throw like a Grant Williams at him, who's given up like you know eight inches almost in height. Uh, who's a great defender. He's an amazing defender. But it's you know there's only so much you can do at a certain point with a guy of Embiid's size and footwork. Um, so yeah, we'll see about that. We'll see how that plays out. But you can't put Cantor on him. Cantor, yeah, no Cantor. Abuse Cantor. Yeah, Cantor yeah, yeah. is not about to guard him, man. His feet are bricks. It's not happening. <laughs> there, there, there's been some people that have been surprising us in this, uh, in this bubble. Man, there's been yes. actually at, at the the day of recording right now a game that happened just earlier today. The Sacramento Kings dropped 140 points. I would say props to Felipe, but I'll be uh, saying just talking to him. He's a Clippers fan. Brogdon Bogmanovich went off with 35 points. Yeah, he had 19 in the first quarter. He went absolutely I like that kid. I I was mad that the Lakers didn't trade for him. I know he was a target in the trade. Yeah, y'all had a chance, but y'all didn't want to give up Kuzma. And very upset. Yeah. (laughs) This guy is a three-point shooter and a defender. Yeah. Also, what's great about him too is that he's he's one of those kids. Like he's one of the, I don't I don't want to call him young and dumb because that's not like that's not fair at all. That's not what I mean. But basically, that he's young and naive to the world around him in the sense that he's just fearless. Like he doesn't that he's the kind of kid where he's looking around just going like, oh, I got this. You know, like in my situation, it's like oh, I can take that shot. You know, he had a game winner. I think it was last season. I want to say like the last actual regular season where I'm pretty sure he pulled up. Like it was some game winner he had where it was like. He had no business taking the shot. I don't even think the shot was for him, but he saw it was open from deep and just pulled. Like that kind of uh, not having a conscience at that point uh, can really help some people. Can really help somebody, and I think that's especially in the NBA when it's about you know shooter shooting. So. Yeah, he he went six for nine downtown. Six for nine from downtown. Yeah. Sheesh. On the Pelicans, wow. another we've all been watching is is TJ Warren. What do you guys yes. thought on TJ Warren? Mm-hmm. You got to love it because Sabonis is not there and he's putting the team on his back and saying, look, I'm an undersized four, put me at the four and I'm going to get buckets. And he's doing it. They like, I'm like, I did not know. I'm like, oh man, Sabonis isn't there. They're going to struggle. No, he is actually putting on a show and they're the fifth seed. So they'll be playing Miami, which will be another great matchup in the first round. For sure. I mean, and it, and what's great about that, a little high, like a little precursor to that, to that series, is that Warren has been going off. And remember the guy last year who he got in a fight with mm-hmm. uh, said pretty much, I'll see you, I'll see you later or whatever, da da da. Basically said he was trash, was Jimmy Butler from who is now on Miami. So that, that series is going to be a gnarly one because they're going to guard each other. And Butler's one of the best defenders in the NBA. And we have Warren, who is on a tear. And we all knew he didn't score. But, yeah, because now he's getting the volume of buckets, the volume of attempts that he didn't get in Phoenix the same way. You know, he was splitting with Booker. He was uh, splitting with 
whoever you know whoever else is in phoenix at that point whatever bad players are in phoenix uh when he was there but yeah it's warren has been going off and i definitely love to see it uh and i hope that that's serious i hope that that gets gnarly because there's no fans around dude. those guys are just going at it no fans no home field advantage nothing yeah, so Warren is interesting. The Suns are probably kicking themselves a little bit, right, watching this. Because yeah. what did they oh, trade? They, they got a second-round pick, I believe it was, for, for T.J. Warren. Just cash considerations. Just cash. Was it really? Just cash. Not even a Yeah, they I'm didn't get sure. anything oh, for him. They just wanted, goodness. They wanted him off their book. Wow. They wanted, him, they wanted the salary off their books because I think he's making like 10 mil, 11 mil or something. Well, he's showing he's certainly worth that now. For sure. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing is that I don't know what kind of deal he's on right now. Um, but, I mean, if he's due up in the, you know, this offseason, uh, he's going to get I paid. Think he has two or three years. He has what? I think he has I, two more. I think, yeah. Two or three years left. Okay. Well, hopefully, maybe he can get an extension out of it at the very least because yeah, he's somebody that they want around for sure. I mean, he replaced you, scoring. I mean, if Oladivo can come back healthy, he was basically replaces the scoring that Paul George gave them. Um, True that. Was there when, you know, and that's what they really wanted was the Oladipo and, you know, Paul George. They wanted that whole um, – that it's it pretty much just replaces the score that they really didn't have before. So to see him go off like that is just – that's that's such a positive for Indiana because, you know, going into the bubble, they didn't have a lot of positives to look forward to. So um, his contract, he signed a four-year, $47 million. So he has two years left. So he's good. He's up in 2022. Okay, cool. Oh, they're good. They're, you definitely want to keep him around. Yeah, if he's putting up these kind of numbers, that's a great deal because he's making 10 million this year, 11 million next year in 2021, 22. He's making 12 million. Oh, that's yeah, not that bad. bad. That's a deal. You just got to find out what you're going to do with Oladipo if you're going to keep him around, if you're not, because Brogdon is, is showing that he. Can run the the point guard position. Miles Turner, I, I'm not. I don't know yet. The jury's still out for me as in regards to him. But the Holiday brothers, off that bench, they give this team something that they haven't had in a while. Maybe since Lance Stevenson was there. So Warren, like man, I was watching a game where he dropped 53, and I just was like, oh my goodness, like this kid is so good. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, the having the Holiday Brothers is is real key, um, and yeah, that team. I mean, they're gonna, I yeah, they're gonna figure out what they're gonna do with Oladipo for sure. Whether he's gonna resign and for the you know, how much money, whatever. Um, and also Miles Turner. I mean, I assume I've been assuming he's gonna be out the door the last like two seasons because he's been in every single trade rumor that there's been in the NBA. Yeah, Miles Turner's mentioned every single time. So one of the Rockets. Yeah, hey, I'll take him. He honestly, yeah, I mean, he would be ideal for you guys. Uh, Sixteen and eight, why not? Yeah, I'm, that would not be bad at all for you guys because he also would fit. He can run, you know, so that's definitely yeah. good. Um, yeah, so yes, yeah, so I think Oladipo and Turner are the question marks. But if you have Sabonis, um, Warren, the Holiday brothers are great so far off the bench, especially Aaron Brogdon. You get Lamb yeah, back Brogdon, next and season. Brogdon's the point guard you needed. Yeah, they're 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 one of those teams that in two years we could look at them as being a lot better than they are right now. Yep, I agree. We need more injuries. No, well, we know LeBron is sitting tonight. I I don't think nobody should be concerned about it. I just think it's one of those days where he played last night. We have nothing more to play for. We're we're number one. 
We know that, you know, why not let Brown take a game off? Yeah, why risk injury? Why risk yeah. potential freak? People were telling me uh, uh, in the group, they're like, well, he should, oh, play. he should still play and all this. I'm like, man, let the guy rest. Let him, uh, let him not get injured. Like you're just posting until go in, play a few minutes in a few games. Like stay. You know how that group is. Stay <laughs> but, but why would you risk even a freak injury of something that could happen? I mean, yeah, it's, it's his 17th season. For God's sake! I mean, he is the dude. Is I mean, that, that's not even counting playoffs. You know, that's not counting the you know eighty-two games a season plus the playoffs plus the Olympic stuff, whatever it is, World Championships, whatever the, whatever he's been doing. The guy, you know, has a lot of miles on him right now, and uh, it's important that he gets his rest. Also, too, I mean, they're worried about these guys, you know, not being not shooting and whatnot, not being able to shoot. Let guys go get shots up, uh, get thrown out of there. Let those guys go and try to work the kinks out and see how it goes. Especially against a team like the Rockets, who you're going to get your shots. So it's it should be. Hey, hey, hey! What are you trying to say? Because you guys run. That's your guys. That's your. Oh. Well, Matt, I ain't gonna lie to you. I was gonna come on here and talk crap to you today, but. This game arguably it it means nothing. So yeah, let, let AD and Bron sit. I, I don't think AD should play. He's I know he's probably going to, but I would I would sit both of them and I would just let these young guys and these guys who are a little off just go shoot, get some of the kinks out. Um, let let some of these young guys that haven't seen much time at all play, um, and get ready for the playoffs. Oh, so you're saying let us win? Oh, okay. Nice. I mean, you guys will probably win this game. I, I, don't worry, you won't hear nothing from me because I Westbrook isn't playing. So I don't know who won this game is if James Harden has maybe forty and he gets help from somebody because PJ Tucker. I don't know. I just think he forgot how to make a I, shot. I am disappointed in both of you guys right now because I'm I'm hearing you guys are playing each other. Hey, it's I, I know. Pride. We're saying straight up it's tricky for pride. Matt, you know, and I understand. I understand where you're at position, playoff position wise. But this is a pride I, thing, guys. It's a pride thing. Okay, if I had a team in this whole hubble <laughs> blue that we call this this bubble, okay, I would be very psyched and saying, "Hey, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna beat the shit out of you guys." And here we I can't, you guys. I I just can't because I know each other. They're going to, oh, LeBron didn't play, so, I, you know, I just, I can't. That's only what Anthony Curtis does. Yeah, man. I, I don't I don't know, man. It's... LeBron Jr. Jr.? Yeah. I know we talked about the Suns already, um, but I looked down at my phone and saw that the Suns had just beat the Pacers today, which means – the Phoenix. They're two games. They are one game behind Portland. Oh, one. They're one. Game oh yeah, one. Yeah. And two games behind Memphis for that eighth spot. And okay. Memphis plays who tomorrow? Who does Memphis play tomorrow? Um, Memphis uh, plays. Let's see. They play the Thunder tomorrow. Oh. That's, that's a loss. That's. Oh. Um, that's Portland, a who's Portland at tonight? So wait, hold up. This is this is the Memphis Grizzlies. Four games left. They got the Thunder, the Raptors, lost, the Celtics, lost, the Bucks. Lost, lost. Oh, oh, they're about to go zero and eight. Sorry, who was the other team that you said that you wanted to know? Who does Portland play tonight? Portland, they get the Nuggets tonight. Well, I hope they beat the Nuggets. No, I hope. I hope. I want. I want to see Phoenix sneak in. I wonder what Matt wants here. Hey guys, let's go back and talk about Phoenix a little bit. Uh, they're playing the Power Pack Nuggets tonight. There's no way they're getting out of that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, 
Matt you know, <laughs> really wants the Suns, man. I mean, that's what's great. Is it? I mean, mm-hmm. both. I mean, at least both the Suns and Blazers. We're watching the Pelicans and the Grizzlies fade, and we're watching the Blazers and the Suns. Step that's up. because hey, Phoenix needs it. Come on, Phoenix. I live there now, so I gotta cheer for well, them. Well, this goes to the higher Monty Williams. It actually shows that he knows what he's doing. Yeah, Monty Williams is a great so, coach. This is who the Trailblazers have. They got the Nuggets tonight. Then they got the Clippers, 76ers, Mavericks, and Nets. Yeah, those are all I mean, those are all at least winnable games, you know. They're not gonna get blown out in any of those, I wouldn't assume. Um, but the Nuggets are interesting tonight, obviously. I mean, because we're seeing, you know, we haven't mentioned Michael Porter Jr. yet. I mean, that kid is Oh my uh, goodness run oh. himself. I mean, they're giving that kid the minute. He is using them. Uh he yeah, he is he is meeting the expectations, the complete upside that everyone hoped he would be basically when they drafted him with the injury concerns and yeah he has been uh off the charts uh effective for them you know what it was he grew he finally grew into his body when he came in he's the I'm same like height. Oh. he's the same height that he is now yeah but i mean when he came in i'm like oh he just looked you know the back wasn't right they didn't play him but he like he said it just you know when people have back injuries they kind of they get nervous. It's like he's out there full go. Yeah, His shot is so great. I, I watch just just when he releases it, and I'm just like, wow. Like Denver hit the money with this kid. Yeah, Denver hit the money on multiple. Like man, well, it's crazy to see see these teams take the risk. You know what I mean? Like take a risk on my exactly Curry, a risk on Bull Bull, and then seeing them pay dividends. Uh, you know, even if it's just short term at the moment. Um, you know who knows going forward, but yeah, as far as right now goes, they are it's paying off because they had a roster. I um, mean, you know, Gary Harris was having trouble getting back. Uh, they had some guys who didn't come to the bubble with them off the bat. So to see that they have that in the playoffs, I mean, the Nuggets have been a problem the last couple of years in the regular season. They've been you know competitive in the playoffs, but I mean, right. I mean, Jokic is on is turned up to eleven right now. Uh, he is that kid is looking insane. Popovich called him Larry Bird the other night. <laughs> uh, crazy. I mean, that's such an insane thing to say. But I mean, Popovich, you know, he he's not just going to throw praise around for no reason. So, yeah, to see that, and then to see that they have, you know, Jamal Murray, they have these guys that are veterans. But then to add a Porter Jr. and a Bull Bull in there to kind of, you know, keep keep teams honest on the scouting report, uh, that's going to be huge for them. So the the West is just a is a knife fight. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how these teams. I don't know how a team's going to get out of there. It's going to be tough for sure. And that's why Matt wants to play the Suns. <laughs> hey, this is, this is, um, can I bring something up that's going to make Riley extremely happy? Uh, sure. Yeah, it sounds great. Kevin Garnett is reportedly trying to buy the Timberwolves and wanting to bring back the Seattle Supersonics. I don't think that's going to make him happy because I don't think he would want to go see Carl Anthony no. Towns. Okay. I know I know he wouldn't want to go see that, but he would at least have a basketball team named the Seattle Supersonics. Now, now here's here's my honest feeling on this because I did see that about an hour ago. I saw that, uh, Uh-oh. and I wasn't going to bring it up because, honestly, guys, I, <laughs> I honestly don't want to see that. I don't want to see Minnesota wow. get their wow. team taken away. Because then we are no better than OKC is. We're, we we looked at the same way. Everyone in Minnesota will look at us like we stole their team. Um, you know, and Kevin Garnett. I mean, God bless him. I mean, if he's trying to do that, that's fantastic. I love that he's you know he he's keeping Seattle in his head. Um, but also, I mean, for his legacy in Minnesota. I mean, if he were to get the team, the team that like retires his number and like, you know like they're you know they're like this you know he's the best player they've ever had by far. Uh, for him to then take the team away would be. 
insane. I mean, that's a, I don't, I mean, that's, I don't think we've ever seen a pettier move ever. Cause I mean, we know that he didn't enjoy the ownership group there and whatnot for a long time. Uh, if he were to just, if the, if the ownership, if the ownership group sells him the team and he moves them, then, I mean, the owner, I mean, he's going to be hated, but also that owner is going to be looked at as uh, as the villain as well. So yeah, that's going to be interesting, but no, I don't want to see it. I honestly don't want to see that. Uh, only because I don't want – I'd rather have an expansion team. I think that the league can is can handle an expansion team, and I just don't want to see another city get their team taken away. So as much as I would love to see the Sonics back, I, I can't co-sign it. Wasn't Adam Silver against expansion teams? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. That's been his, that's been, been what he's been saying. But then we hear all these things about, you know, all the NBA might go to Mexico and, you know, they might go to China, which obviously probably won't happen as much now. But, you know, yeah. you, know you know, but you have, you know, they keep talking about a team in London or a team in Mexico City or all these things. And it's like, you know, Vancouver even, I've heard. And it's like, that's all well and good. But Seattle's ready. We have the stadium, uh, you know, that the, for, you know, that they're building for the hockey team. We're going to have a state-of-the-art facility. The city wants it. The Honestly, the country wants it. Like I said, when I went to New York, one of the biggest things for me when it came to being a Sonics fan, uh, where I got to understand the support that we had, when I went to Madison Square Garden uh, two Aprils ago, I went there to watch LeBron play one of his, his last time as a Cav in, uh, in Madison Square Garden. When I walked around Madison Square Garden in a Sonics jersey, to see the support that I got, I thought people were going to razz me about it. I thought it was going to be like, oh, man, you know, there's no team. I thought New Yorkers are going to be horrible. I got so, uh, such an overwhelming amount of support as far as like, hey, man, bring them back. Bring them back. Like everyone's just being really cool, real supportive. And it was awesome to see that. I think that, that you know, people understand that, that Seattle deserves a team again. And so, you know, of course, they're gonna, there's going to be support. The city of Seattle would take them in a heartbeat if, the, if it was possible. But me as someone who you guys know is a diehard fan and wants them back so badly – I, I couldn't co-sign it initially, you know, for that to happen. If they're there, they're there. I'm going to root for them. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would rather not see a team get ripped away from a city again. I, I got two questions. One of them, would this mean that you would start rooting for Cat? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that, that's what it would be. I would hope that uh, I'd be harsh about it for sure. Uh, you know, but it's like if he's on my team, you know, what, what can you do? You know, it's like I'm not going to bail on my team. I'm not going to Felipe it up right now and, you know, Hopped another team because I don't really like what's going on. You root for you root for your team because they're your team and it's your city and it matters to you. So I'm not gonna. I will definitely uh, root for him. But yeah, that's tough for sure. I mean, I'll be hoping we can trade him or something. But that's yeah, the funny yeah. part. If they, if they do the D'Angelo Russell and Booker Towns thing and it's just them just jacking up shots and we never win anything, that would be a funny, uh, funny, t- ironic turn of events that I get my team back and it's the kind of basketball I really don't want to see. But <laughs> all right, right follow up question. Uh, would you rather have no team or have steal the team from Minnesota and put them in Seattle? Or are you saying, I'd rather not have a team? Yes. I'd rather not have a team than steal it from a city. Because I know Minnesota, like, that's an impassioned fan base. that They love the they love the T-Wolves. Um, and so, yeah, for it would leave a really bad taste in my mouth. Because, like I said, I, that's... I mean, there's a lot of kids out there. There's a lot of little kids, you know, who, you know, growing up loving that team. There's a lot of parents that have grown up loving that team, grandparents that have grown up loving that team at this point. And just know that, you know, they're losing a part of their city and a part of their identity as, as you know, members of that city or that state. Uh, that's tough because it was really hard for Seattle. It was tough for the state of Washington as a whole, basketball fans. Um, you know, there, there's a whole generation of, of kids at this point, you know, not full generation, but a whole group of kids who have, you know, They've never known the Sonics to be in Seattle. They have no idea, you know, they weren't they weren't around mentally enough, you know, uh, to understand that. So, yeah, no, I, I would rather not have a team than have Minnesota uh, just because of that. But 
you obviously you guys know how tough that is for me to say and how much that how tough that is for me to, to come to terms with but uh but like i said if, if garnett brings them i'll i will i will reform all right just send the, Seattle, send the clippers there we only need one la team and that's the lakers i'm down man Bomber send the clippers to seattle <laughs> sure you know him and bezos can hang out they can both do some you know villain stuff some billionaire villain Drink stuff some- that they can build a lair in the in like the a secret room in the state in the new arena or something. I definitely want to see a team back in Seattle, but I do agree with Riley. It would suck to get a team ripped away from their respective city. But Minnesota, uh, they can go. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, if if Glenn Taylor, the owner, the owner at the moment, if he's the villain at the end of the day, Garnett would be the villain. But if he's also the villain, I mean, like I said, that that's a level of petty that I didn't know Kevin Garnett would have had in him, basically. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think right now it's just pure speculation. I don't think I don't know. I mean, because I did see the report, I saw it. I did see Garnett say he wanted to keep the team in Minnesota, but I mean. If you have a chance to, bring oh, yeah, I don't believe, your- I don't believe any of that. I don't, I don't believe anything, like because we got so close with the Kings, because that right. that had real steam to it, that had real steam that that was going to happen, and it was almost like, a, hey, we're waiting, you know, for we're waiting for the announcement to pop up, pretty much that they're going to be there, and then when it didn't happen, that broke my heart to a to a degree where I was like, nope, I'm never, <laughs> unless unless I hear an official announcement from the NBA, I'm not even, you know, I'm not even entertaining it. What if you just woke up in the morning and they said the Lakers are moving to Seattle? Um, would you- I'd call Matt. I'd call Matt and console him. <laughs> I would jump off the building. <laughs> hey, but I mean, hey, Matt, at least you have the Phoenix Suns, right? Who you're also right. a fan of. So you'd be fine. See? You got Devin Booker. You'd be good. Adjust, you I know? would love for Devin Booker to go to L.A. and be a Laker. I think L.A. would love that, too. I think L.A. would be a yeah. huge fan of that. You know, I'm not, I, 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 could, I could see that happening. One way or another. I mean, it'd be such a good fit. It'd be such a good fit if they if they were somehow able to get him this offseason somehow, and it was Braun AD in him. That's definitely because then LeBron is the is a legit third option. He can be the facilitator that he's always wanted to be. I would trade every single piece that's not named LeBron or AD. Like they can take like fifteen players or whatever, except Caruso, of course, who you who's untouchable. Yeah, Caruso trade him. Caruso's not untouchable. Wow. No, I would trade Caruso if he if we got Booker. No brainer. I don't know, man. I mean, very similar players as far as skill level goes, and one and one rocks a headband well, one doesn't. I mean, there's a lot of reasons, Matt, why you'd want to keep Caruso. But I mean, you're the Lakers fan. I'm not going to tell you what's what's right and wrong in that situation. Oh no, I wouldn't. Well, do I have any people that I would want on my team? You just need a center, man. (laughs) <laughs> any, any mobile center is is good for you, man. And I just need I need a full roster of fifteen. Uh, <laughs> in a code, you know, yeah, it could be anybody. Uh, I'd be down. You could, you know, like I said, if right now if they if they had an expansion team and the best player on the team was Isaiah Thomas at the point guard right now, given how bad his hip is, I would still be like, let's do it, man. Let's run it. <laughs> like whatever, whatever works, guys. Let's do it. Yeah. Usually for expansions, right? They would just draft from other teams, but there's players yeah. that are untouchable. Correct. Yeah, definitely. Which would be interesting because I mean, then then you'd have to you'd have to pull from everyone else, and that'd be really fun to watch. Um, it is such a weird thing to see guys get pulled, like because the Seattle NHL team is having to do that coming up, and it's going to be really oh, interesting. Wow. To see. You're just kind of taking guys like off a team, like, hey man, you're now on my team, and it's Dude, a team. And it's the you know, imagine the chemistry you'd have to build off the bat. Yeah, that's crazy. 
imagine just pulling a well, you can't pull Luca, but just imagine pulling a player like like a Caruso or something, you know. <laughs> I mean, but Caruso, that's a good point, but also Caruso would never uh, be taken off the Lakers roster as we've established. I know, like you know, this kid missed his sister's wedding. You think they're going? Yeah, no way, man. It's title or bust for him, man. I love it. Yeah. So, hey, so real quick, guys, before we uh, before we go here, just what's the uh, prediction for your guys' matchup tonight, score wise? I think it's going to be a low score game, simply because LeBron isn't there. AD's going to get his shots. Uh, Definitely, you know, I think this is a game. Like you said, if there's there isn't a better game for the Lakers to come out and get jump shots up against my team because we don't have to worry about LeBron going down and dunking on somebody, thank God. Um, but I do think we'll win because Harden's on the floor. But in order for us to win, Harden has to be efficient. He can't come out and be 3 of 10 and 5 fouls. Like, we won't win like that. Because AD is going to torture us. Give me, give me a score. Ooh, score. I think it'll be in the hundreds. I'm going to say 105-99. I thought you said low scoring. That is low scoring. For the Rockets, man? For the Rockets, 105 is a is <laughs> That's 70 points for us. Exactly. Matt, what about you, Matt? Give me, give me a score. Uh, I'm going to say 90. I'm going to say 98 Rockets. And I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say 89 Lakers. Ten. Hmm. I'm gonna say 118 to 107 uh, Rockets. My man. Oh wait, now we all say we're gonna. Yeah, it's just gonna be one of those. I think it's a. Well, I can't really say it's a trap game. It's a toss up, man. It, it really is a toss up. Two stars are out. Um, yeah. Basically, the number two is for each team. It's we're calling LeBron a number two, but yeah, that's that's basically what he is at the, at the moment. Um, so yeah, I think that it's I think it's going to be more competitive than we think it is, and because it's so fast paced, I think it'll be a little more high scoring than we're anticipating. But it'll be a sloppy game, though. It'll be a sloppy game. Love it, dude. Love it. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be one of those games where, you know, you see it on the bubble schedule. Oh yeah, we got LeBron and AD versus Russ and Harden. But then, like when it gets here, it's like, oh man, no. we're missing two stars. So some may watch it, some may not. I'm watching it because it's my team. I know Matt's watching it because it's his team. I'm watching it. I'm watching it's it. Gonna be, it's going down. It's going to be a great game. As always, you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, feel free to email us fullcourtpress82 at gmail.com. Head over to Facebook where you can argue with LeBron James Jr. 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 And Shout as well as talk to the rest of us, you can uh, show Michael Gibson some love, you know, as his White Sox battle for the World Series and, and the again, Bulls. Just, and, and, and again, I don't mean to interrupt you, Pierre, just real quick. Just, you know, and again, just, just you know, <laughs> blessed, blessed evening to Michael Gibson and a good morning tomorrow, good morrow to him as well. Uh, he's a close personal friend and confidant of mine, and I just wish him the best always in every yes, endeavor. So. We hope Jim Boylan wins Coach of the Year next year. And- many more years to come and we thank y'all for listening we're out of here all right later